Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. You heard Eamon mention, though, a few moments ago, more cases have been identified as part of this review into spinal surgeries at Temple Street Children's Hospital in Dublin. There was already an independent review being carried out. They were examining 19 cases. They now have flagged 17 more as a cause of concern. And Gillian Sherritt is with me today on the programme because Gillian's son Harvey has spina bifida and scoliosis. And Gillian, I know I, I, I spoke to your partner Stephen here on the show last year, but how is Harvey at the minute, Gillian? Um, at the minute, he's okay. Um, now, between October and Christmas, he was admitted to hospital four times with his breathing, though. As so a, for right now, he's okay. But I suppose that probably is a reflection, Gillian, of, of just how up and down Harvey's situation is. It can just change month to month, nearly. It's, Harvey can change overnight. Like There's times we'll put Harvey to bed with a little bit of a cough. And by the time we get him up in the morning, we've had to call an ambulance because his breathing has just deteriorated so rapidly. And like he'll be cyanotic, his lips will be blue, his oxygen levels will be in the 80s and it'll be an emergency. Remind listeners, Gillian, of what exactly it is that Harvey is is waiting to get. Harvey at the moment is waiting to get spinal rods put in to correct the curvature in his spine. So they'd be metal rods fixed to his spine to fix him into a more straight and upright position. And how long has he been waiting, Gillian, for that? Um, I think he officially joined the wait list in June 2022 because we brought him in at that point and he actually had to be admitted to ICU because his breathing was so bad. So because of the the surgery that he, he requires and he's waiting for for about a year and a half now, th- this is the impact of this is is the constant effect on his on his breathing. Minute to minute. Well, the, we were told back when Harvey like shortly after he turned one that the curve had already reached a point where it had started to crush his lungs and that he had early onset chest wall disease and that controlling it was a matter of life and death for him. But he was just too small at that stage to actually have the likes of rods put in. And they had a more kind of severe plan in place if he got way too bad too quickly. That would have been an emergency. But thankfully, you know, his scoliosis didn't progress too rapidly. Um, but as his curve progresses, that curvature gets worse and the pressure on his lungs gets worse. So it's causing permanent damage that we've been told if he has the surgery, it'll prevent his lungs from getting worse. But having the surgery can't bring back the lung function that he's losing on a day-to-day basis. And where where is his curvature at at the minute? Um, In terms of degree, the last recorded curvature we had was 86 degrees. But... We have contacted CHI a number of times, I'd say at least kind of 10 to 15 times since October, looking for an accurate and up-to-date angle. And they have refused to give it to us. So it's at 86 degrees. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a memory from, from talking to um, to Stephen last year, Gillian, and I have a feeling he mentioned to me at the time, is 80 degrees considered to be um, severe, life-threatening scoliosis? Yeah, well, 
After it hits 50 degrees, it's considered an emergency. But once you get to the 80 degree mark, it starts causing damage to your pulmonary function. Right. So your heart and your lungs. And that can't be reversed. And Harvey no. is now at 86, about 86 degrees. At least 86 degrees, yeah. Have you any and idea when this surgery might take place, Gillian? No, sure. It's been like the surgeon at the centre of all of this ceased doing these complex spinal surgeries 18 months ago. And yeah. we still don't even have a date. CHI still haven't even brought in another surgeon to even start any of these cases. So it's like even when a new surgeon does come in or the surgeon in question takes back up his post, you know, we've no way of knowing where Harvey will lie because don't get me wrong, Harvey is severe, but Harvey is only, you know, one case. There are kids know, out there in worse situations than Harvey. What age is and he now, Um Harvey turned eight in January. Okay. So what are your options? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, at the moment, we don't really have any options. We've been kind of like we're caught between a rock and a hard place because we have been talking to a hospital overseas, but it would be for a case of relocating um, permanently because traveling just for surgery isn't really a viable option for kids like Harvey because they're just far too complex. Like Harvey, when he goes in for the surgery, doesn't just need an orthopedic surgeon. Harvey needs a neurosurgeon present in the room when he's having this surgery done. CHI have tried sending him over to Crumlin, but your Crumlin, Crumlin's lists are just as bad. And Crumlin themselves don't have a neurosurgical team. So at the moment, it's the surgery in Ireland, it's, it's unlikely to happen in the, um, in the foreseeable future, Gillian. Or certainly you haven't been given any, any idea of the date. zero indication. No. No. Are you the thinking HI of going have, abroad? We're thinking of moving abroad. Because it's like we've been fighting CHI for years now to try and get it. It's not even just orthopaedics. This is across the board in terms of Harvey's care. And we have been fighting with them for years and I just, I can't imagine me in 30 years time still having these exact same arguments. We've seen them go from mm. bad to worse over the years. And I just, physically, I do not have it in me to be doing this for decades. Where are you thinking of moving to, Gillian? Uh, we're considering Liverpool so we can attend Alder Hay Children's Hospital. Okay. So it's, a, I mean, look, it's, it's not the, it's not the decision you want to take to, to pack up um, here in a, here from, from, from Ireland and, and move to Liverpool. But I suppose for, for your, for yourselves and, and Stephen and, you know, lifestyle, at least it's, I suppose it's somewhat well, like, close like, to home, have, but it's. We have a huge amount of security here in terms of like Harvey is in a great school. We have a roof overhead. We're beside our family. But at the end of the day, if Harvey isn't getting his medical care that he needs, you know, we don't really have the option to stay here because mm. that needs to be what comes first. How would it work, Gillian? I mean, how, how seriously have you looked into this? Um, we don't really know. The first thing would be trying to secure, obviously, housing because we'd need wheelchair accessible housing. Um, but we've been told in terms of accessing care, it'll be a trip to the GP to get a referral letter sent and that'll be that. And then you can you can basically fall in under the care then of the NHS or through the yeah. hospital in Liverpool? Yeah. Once we are seen to be permanent residents, yeah. How long, I mean, what's the likelihood of, or how long do you envisage you'd have to live in Liverpool? Oh, if we, if we move, it'll be indefinitely. 
Right. Do you feel, Gillian, like, I mean, when you're talking about having to move to bring Harvey, and I know there's other parents have, have you know, considered and, and thought the same over the years, but do you feel let down? Massively. Massively. We should never be forced or feel like we are being forced out of our country to access necessary health care. Do you know, we have the funding there. We have the, the doctors. We have the hospitals. And our kids are just being left to fall by the wayside. Do you know, like my daughter also has a heart condition and attends the heart centre in Crumlin and her care has been fantastic. So this will mean pulling her from her team so that Harvey can access the care that he needs. It's a very difficult, you know, series of decisions, Gillian, that that you and Stephen have to make. Yeah, they definitely don't come lightly, but it's just... At, at this point in time, I just don't see an alternative option. And I, I know you've, you, you know, you've, you're obviously in, in touch through um, uh, CHI, um, Children's Health Ireland, and, and I'm sure you heard the news today about the um, 17 more cases identified under the, yeah. the spinal, spinal um, surgery review at, at Temple Street Hospital. Can I ju- just double check something, Gillian? Um, Harvey wasn't part of the initial 19, is that, is that right, the review at Temple Street? No, sure. Harvey would need to have had surgery to make it onto, onto the list. Yeah, so he's not at all in, even involved in, the, in any no. of the review from, from town. You haven't even got that far, basically. No, no. It's, it's, I'm sure it must be soul-destroying for you, Gillian. You know, just yeah, and I, I just think the more that comes out, the more it just points to the fact that there is massive systemic failures within CHI as a whole. Do you know, like this is so far is only looking at spinal procedures, not orthopaedics as a whole. And it's centred around one particular surgeon in one particular hospital. So I think like hearing Minister Donnelly say that he wants to leave no stone unturned is laughable when he hasn't opened the scope to include Crumlin. Okay, so yeah, and even I, I'm sure for for other parents today, and you know, and in, in hearing that about the additional cases, I, I did hear Minister Donnelly talk though about the fact that, you know, it's um, it's I suppose indicative of how the the depth, you know, of, of the review uh, that, that's being carried out by the consultant there. But that's no comfort to to you or Stephen or Harvey. I'm sure you know Gillian in, in listening to that today. I've Aaron Daly with us too, Gillian. St- stay on the line if you don't mind, because Aaron has been listening to you over the past few minutes. Um, and this is something, Aaron, that you went through as well with uh, with your daughter Sophia. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Gillian. Um... Yeah, look, it's heartbreaking to have a look and see the pictures of Harvey and the pain that he's going through. And, you know, Sophia, our daughter, went through this in 2015 and 2013. Her first wait for surgery, she was allowed to get to 120 degrees and she waited 14 months for surgery. And then two years later, she went on a, an urgent list. And on that urgent list, it was um, she ended up waiting 19 months, you know, um, which took us under the kind of the, the time when 2017, when when Simon Harris was saying that no child with with spinal surgery needing spinal surgery would wait four months by the end of the year. But there's there's something really stinking about the whole system where. We are 14 years now looking at cases of 
children that are suffering. Now, scoliosis is progressive. It doesn't stay the same. It progressively gets worse. International best practice is that you, you have surgery within four months and then that, that controls the condition and lets it go. Mm. But in Ireland, what we're doing is we're leaving children waiting. At the minute, there, when Sophia was waiting last in 2015, there was 184 children on the list. There's nearly 320 on the list today. So after all the investment, all the promises, all the political gas that went with it, the list is nearly twice as big as it was. And um, stalled, and, effectively. And, stalled because... And stalled. Oh, well, because because there's problems. So here you have a system where, 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 where highly skilled surgeons are firefighting. They're trying to get children. And the top of the list changes as, as the top 10 children get really sick. So in effect, Sophia had to become really sick before she could get in for her surgery because while she was progressing slow enough, when it started to rapidly progress, they took her in. Yeah. Um, the, the, we, know, we know about the condition. We know what needs to happen. There's been so many promises over the years, and yet here we are with 300 children waiting on a list. How, now, how, how is Sophia since, um, since she had her, her well, surgery, Sophia, Aaron? Sophia is a lot better. Now, we have a lot of areas of Sophia's healthcare. Sophia's actually just turned 18. So we okay. have moved away from Children's Health Ireland. Yeah. And that's a different conversation for okay. a different day. Because the lack of supports for moving is, is shocking. But that, I'll not digress, digress into that. Um, Sophia, because she was left so long, was left permanently disfigured. So her spine's in a C shape because they couldn't correct her to a straight shape. But that restricts everything from her head movement to her um, feeding to her cough. She can't she can't cough like you or me, where we would cough up and you know you know clear your throat. Mm-hmm. She can't do that. So that that leads to other respiratory issues down the line. Um, what is the there's, impact of there's big consequences. Yeah. So but Andrea, if if I if I put a picture of a calf online tomorrow with its back legs not working and said that we were going to leave it for 14, 15, 16 months before that we were going to do anything with it. The whole country would yeah, be in absolute. Absolutely, yeah. You know, here, we have, here we have 300 children, like children, helpless, suffering in pain, their parents waiting on a phone call, a system that is absolutely creaking. And, and, and we keep getting told the children's hospital is going to be the golden. That's, that's the silver bullet. But yet that was supposed to open in 2020. Mm-hmm. And even at the minute, there's not enough theatres for the amount of to people carry that we out. have. I know the, the, the num- number of surgeries that, that, that you mentioned. Aaron, stay with us for a moment because I just want to bring in Edel. Edel has been listening to, to you and to Gillian. Um, Edel, you got in touch because I believe you travelled with your, your daughter abroad. Is that right? Yeah, Andrea, thank you. Um, I'm just listening to that, and my daughter was five years of age when she had um, the scoliosis operation at Guy's Hospital in the UK, which was actually under a um, under an Irish surgeon. Um, there was controversy because we lived in Ireland and we had been to Dublin, and there was controversy between Dublin and London, and in the end, 
you know, it was in the end we made a decision that um, that, that we would travel to the UK. So, um, and we just didn't know how we were going to do this. But she had her operation. We stayed in Ronald McDonald's house. Um, we stayed in the UK. Uh, for three months. Luckily, we have a son there who has an, an apartment and we were able to stay there. So so after the three months, we came home to Ireland, but then we had to return to the UK every three months um, for a an x-ray. Okay, to sure the constant the connection. Yeah, so the three months, it, it that went on for about four years. I honestly don't know how we did it, but uh, we lived to do that. We, because yeah. of her care. And looking so, back, Edel, how, I mean, what changes did it make for your daughter? At the time, at the time her curvature was 65 degree um, 60 and progressing. Okay. Um, so the chances are that her lungs were going to, um, yeah. So I won't go into all that detail. But um, the care she had was exceptional. And um, anyway, when um, got home three months now, she is 25 years of age. The, the, the downside was she had a luchial trolley um, insertion, which, which means that it's really like a scaffold in your, that's inserted into your spine. And that, that keeps it straight. So, so there's little, little trolleys on it that when she grows, um, when she, as she grows, it would move, but it actually fused. So that meant that her torso didn't grow. Okay, um, and that's okay too. And Andrea, that isn't huge because she still had, you know, she still had a fantastic quality to her life. So would and, you encourage Gillian then to 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 consider the move with Harvey, Edel? I, I would consider. I, I'm not. I, I'm. Don't get me wrong. I mean, in in Dublin, there's such a long waiting list, and you know, um, I if if it's at all possible, then London or Liverpool, wherever she's at, it's not an easy decision to make. Yeah, I, I would. It is a huge decision to make. Yeah. But first and foremost, I wouldn't consider moving lock, stock, and barrel, because she's got the opportunity of the support of Ronald McDonald's house. Okay, and and therefore, if she looks into a, a, a right team of people, yeah, she may get well, the it's a journey, okay. but she may well do, get the support. Do, Gillian, just on on a final point, um, have you had any conversation with CHI or or with anybody in government or any of the medics about possibly, you know, some arrangement to to allow you and and Stephen to bring Harvey to the UK for surgery? Like, is there any cooperative arrangement can be made there? We heard from someone in Stephen Donnelly's office um, kind of asking us some information. Um, But they've kind of left the ball in our court. Like they were like, you liaise with the people in Alderhey and you get back to us. Do you know? So there wasn't really much in the terms of help. It was kind of, oh, well, you know, we can talk to you after you've looked into that. Um. Which I don't even know really where to start because it's not one specialty that we'd need if we go over there. And it's not quite that simple because like if Harvey ends up with an infection and they need to remove his rots, there's a good chance they'll need to remove his shunt for his hydrocephalus at the same time. And like that would be long periods where Stephen couldn't couldn't attend work. Lila, my daughter, couldn't attend school. You know, we have a house here that would be vacant. We'd be 
trying to afford to live over there I know, for possibly months huge decision, no Huge decisions, Gillian, for, for you that, that lie ahead of, if that's the road that you're, you're thinking of going down. Listen, do keep in touch with us. Um, and if there's any update, if you do decide to make that move, let us know here, Gillian, on the show, because we'll, uh, we'll absolutely touch base with you again. Um, Gillian and, and Aaron and Edel as well, thank you all for, for joining us here on Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.